0: Some films are mediocre Some films aren't good or bad Some films won't win an Oscar Globe, BAFTA, or SAG You like those flicks? Come get your
1: And welcome to Mixed Bag, where we review the mixed, muddled, meh, and Meryl films throughout film history. I'm James.
2: I'm Cassandra. I'm
1: Matt. And this is our very last Meryl session.
0: Yeah, this is the end of The Streepson.
1: I know. It's a as we reflect on the times, think about the glasses that we have held up and observed. Think the about the documents the that have been yeah. read. The yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the, the diff- variety of texts and props and accents. The different accents. Oh.
2: The number of musical numbers. The wigs, the singing,
0: all of it. Yeah. Um, and the, you know we look back the with fondness Merrill. yeah um, the yeah. good
2: and the bad
1: <laughs> I think we should do like a final rankings of oh, I think, like I think, the I can't even remember all of the films we've watched no neither where I watched we'll, the we'll weather we'll it see. together we'll get to that at the yeah. End. Yeah. we'll do it yeah. um, but firstly, beforehand, yeah, how's how it how is been everyone? going
0: um yeah it's um it's spring and animal crossing which means that the uh the grass is green now instead of snowy and that's really how you show the season's
2: changing and in wellington it is raining so there <laughs> <Yeah>. you go <laughs>
1: yeah we're getting that classic sideways rain that just really pierces you
2: i hope everyone is taking care of themselves it's hay fever season so it is. you know
1: mm. I have never been affected by hay Fever. Oh, lucky you.
0: Right. Lucky for some.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: It's just always like a thing that people say every now and again. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a thing. And weird I see flex, people like... but all right. It I is a flex. <laughs> I don't know how weird it is. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it's been good. We've been, like, uh, going out and seeing some films and whatnot. So, without further ado, should we get to... Let's get into it. Pop Corner. Yeah. Pop, 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 Pop Corner
0: we should just start off first like a very major thing that's happened in pop culture in a, a sad way unfortunately oh yes uh, oh. yeah is um the, yeah that since we did the last podcast uh Chadwick Boseman has died um, yeah. which was yeah. very tragic and unexpected um and yeah I think has been um it's been very uh heartwarming though to see mm. uh, lots of people outpouring love and uh respect and how much they um were really moved by his work as a, as a performer
2: yeah I think something like this is like kind of unprecedented because usually we know if someone's sick yeah it's rare
0: that you get somebody that dies so young without it being like an absolutely out of the blue Mm. situation and in fact it was something that was yeah a debilitating illness for a really long time that he was managing to hide through the fact that he had yeah i guess a very strong team around him that were able Mm. to keep that secret because normally the press would be oh yeah and
2: and even even like he wouldn't have been in those movies because yeah. they weren't wouldn't be insured yeah. if they knew about his condition, especially something as big and physically taxing as the Black Panther movies. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. see it a lot,
1: like Mark Ruffalo hiding his like like a brain tumor, and Emilia yeah, really Clarke. Sad thing that people, with the actors, Jones.
0: feel they have to do that, and and I think do have to do that because mm. of the healthcare system in the states particularly but also just because of yeah big um companies and corporate insurance and the fact that people will think oh maybe they're not a sure bet to cast and something
2: it's a um um, yeah it's funny because like um now people are looking back at his career and like it seems like he (laughs) consciously chose these roles which are great representations of just amazing black men and yeah you know built this kind of mini legacy even up to this year his role in um to five bloods which is really hard to like reckon now because like he played this young soldier who died mm. in mm. um the vietnam war and he's like this kind of angelic hero figure mm. and it's <laughs> all a bit too close to home now. Yeah, yeah. and
1: one of the things that um was uh like on on twitter seeing videos coming up of like Chadwick as himself and like how how much he led through example and like mm. not only was he playing these roles but like he was a genuine like leader and inspiring person himself um yeah just you get more of a more of a sense of just how how tragic and, and of a loss um it was because he's just yeah so specific and articulate and just focused on what his craft was yeah. and who he was a very, as a like, person
0: kind person as well yeah. Um, yeah very kind to people around him he's always yeah. very um,
2: mysterious yeah. you never really knew anything about him
0: i think that's like you know? some of the better like some of the actors that you find yeah. out are really lovely people that's often the case yeah, because yeah. they aren't the ones that caught controversy and go into the media and do lots of they yeah. just sort of quietly kindly do things behind the scenes
2: but his um interviews yeah. have been really um illuminating because mm. he did like you know Um, Pipper and some of the details here and there, like, there was one interview where he was like, yeah, I'm going through some things right now, but, you know, one day I live to tell the tale, which Mm. is (laughs) quite sad now, obviously that um, did not happen, but uh, yeah, Um, it's great that, you know, we're celebrating his career and, like, you know, this man has played Thurgood Marshall, he's played Jackie Robinson, he's played Black Panther and and this year, you know, he's going to be, you know, he's got a couple of great performances um one um the five bloods which will be on netflix which is on netflix and another film coming up Marani's black bottom which thankfully is also on netflix for everyone to see mm. and is available and um we have one more performance from him to look forward to so that's yeah that's really and nice. i just like to
1: shout out like one film of his that i haven't uh seen as like kind of um acclaimed as much or like or seen as much as um like the difference between his performances on something like, like Panther and then you see um, Get On Up, which oh, is the yeah, James Brown right. biopic, yes. um, which we studied you in script writing. And, and, um, yeah, because Masters, uh, yes. not only is it like a really well-told story and like a, a biopic, like his performance, uh, to just channel someone as electric as James Brown and be able to do that convincingly is is astounding. And you, you know, um, uh, contrast that with like the, the, um, the calm and focus of someone like T'Challa. It's just... Right there you can see the huge breadth he had as a performer. I'm just yeah, amazed
2: at how much of an important filmography he kind of curated in the time he had. And I think the only one that I could compare it to is maybe John Cazale, who... Um, died. Who is engaged to Meryl Street. Yeah, well, mm. we're looking
0: yeah. it back to us. Yeah, I and... know. But yeah, um, yeah. he
2: had the Godfather films. He was in Dog Day Afternoon, The Deer Hunter, and then after that, he mm. died mm-hmm. from cancer as well, I think. And um, yeah. yeah, it's it's funny how like you know some actors kind of just like okay, I've got this amount of time. Yeah, I'm I gonna think make it's the most thing of like,
0: it. Can I like? Am I physically able to do this? Like, I think I can do yeah. it, and I'm just gonna do it. And I'm gonna yeah, like no more. You know, like I'm just yeah. gonna. Um, yeah, pursue these roles and trying to... I feel like it's that thing that you everybody wishes that they would themselves do if they're like, oh, I know I only have... You know, I might only have a limited time. It's mm. that, like, you know, if you only had one day to live, what would you do with your day kind of thing? Absolutely, going, yeah. Um, but what yeah. a great man.
2: And, yeah. Um, yeah, thank you for all your contributions to the film world mm. and, you know, to the world in general because now um, a whole swath of... Um, Kids of color and people who didn't see mm. themselves as heroes have someone to forever look up to. So yeah. thank you for that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: Um. So yeah, unless like somber. I know. Yeah. Pop tearing up. Oh my stuff. god. Sorry, guys. I was like, we'll do. No, this all I first. mean that's
2: true. I've almost forgot um, about just it. Just because otherwise, I you. <laughs> we'll yeah. touch
0: it. Um. But yeah, what other what other things have people well, been one seeing and watching? other
2: major yeah. thing that we shared together was the watching of a film.
1: <laughs>
0: which I don't know if we should discuss on the podcast. No, yeah, I there was thinking was a... I was
1: thinking about it. Um, yeah, so Matt's talking about Killer Sofa, um, which we did a private um, screening of. Um, a
0: private screening, as in we were at our house and we watched the movie. That's,
1: yeah. We do a private screening that's a, every, every, that's every week. A, that's a private screening. Um, yeah, and I was thinking about whether or not I'd bring it up or not. But um, the thing that I wanted to say about Killer Sofa, I, it's, it's a Wellington um, film made by bernie Rao, um and it's about a killer like lazy boy that goes around and and kills people and And one uh, of those
0: people is james yeah
1: yeah um (laughs) and so i saw it on the the kind of premiere and i wanted to share it with um cast madden lucas because and i encourage you to um watch it as well is that it is like a singular film like the thing that um i really enjoy about killer sofa and i've proud to be involved with it Mm. is like it genuinely takes you on a ride that you are not expecting it is wild and it's it's very wild it's it's very enjoyable (laughs) it's
0: all available on youtube apparently yes Um, although i you can go please don't please don't pirate it
1: like like this is an independent feature that was made from
0: the ara street video as well right
1: yeah yeah or any DVD like jb hi-fi and everywhere it's all around um and i really recommend it because uh Yeah, I think I was, like, watching a, there's a good video essayist um, out there called Patrick Willems who was talking around, like, um, he was talking about Gonzo, like um uh, blockbusters. and like what films kind of can hold if it's not like you know, like most films we kind of prize for like strong storytelling or, or characterization. But like in some instances, like if the visual spectacle is strong enough or, or whatever, like or
0: just the ideas yeah. world building so and so, windy.
1: and so I think that the the a thing like sofa that you don't kind of expect is like where it's going to go next. and like, there's a lot of boring films out there. And the the thing that I want to champion about *Killer Sofa is that it's not at all boring. It's like... No, yeah. it is a wild ride. So, yeah. you know, it's very. I had a really great time you watching it. You
0: could do it. a lot worse with your Friday night
1: Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So shout yeah. out to Bernie and to yeah. James Dunlop and all of the team. Bernie
2: Rao, a singular visionary.
1: Yes. Also, yeah. I showed the team um, The Boardlands*, which I have not seen. It's a trailer that Bernie did. Uh, it's a film that Bernie did before this. We just watched this. the trailer. We didn't watch um, the film. Yeah, about like uh, people that are bald. It is now illegal to be bald, and they wear wigs. That's, and they like. It feels very
0: much like the title came first. Amazing, and I love that because it's a great title. I,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> what a concept. Yeah. Um, a moment in history. I love it. I look forward to watching it a moment some that point. is most
0: pleasing to Yeah, me yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, I wanted to say that because I feel like that's the only film I watched in two weeks. Oh, true. <laughs> yeah. James has really been up and what
0: are yeah, you
2: what are Yeah, you so
1: watching? I went and saw um, Bill and Ted um, Face the Music, oh, um, yeah? which is. is the third installment of the Bill and Ted trilogy, as you can um, guess, um, and I would really, really encourage um, people to go and check this out because, um, yeah, it's just like such a, a wholesome series uh that um it has chris winter and keanu reeves are the two um stars and they chris
2: winter first built in james's mind i know well yeah know. i think he yeah. i
1: think he takes more of a creative kind of involvement with it um uh, i'm not sure i don't know if he writes in it or not i feel like i got that from somewhere um and so yeah uh, there's excellent adventure and bogus journey and this is the final one and um yeah it's just a soft spot in my heart for me my dad who is a history in, uh, in classics teacher he's meant to be retired but he still kind of keeps on teaching um <laughs> would show um Bill and Ted's excellent adventure especially like the Socrates scenes or Socrates as they call them <laughs> um uh, to just like give Uh, his students like a little bit of insight into it's a cool dad yeah Yeah, it's a cool (laughs) dad but then also like i was watching the film being like how useful is this actually to students and they they do like seed in ideas of like you know uh philosophical um uh views and stuff like that and yeah um the first uh, one is about history the second one is about like death and heaven and hell and then this one is about uh music and art as well as like legacy and what do you leave behind and stuff like that and um yeah i just really love that something that is really progressive and really wholesome and is about like two like nice endearing like slightly dumb voice. dudes <laughs> yeah yeah are um is so like treasured and beloved like yes. that is really lovely um yeah and it you know my, my feelings towards like keanu reeves i love that he's like you know, made so many like hardened action films, but oh. like what we know him for now is just like the sweet, lovely man um, that is just mm. like I love those videos where he's like, "Gosh, I love movies!" <laughs> oh man, also and just yeah. makes
2: movies where he kills people with like <laughs> yeah. random everyday things, yeah, which are amazing. Books, by the way, yeah, first two, third one.
1: What? You don't like um No, it's too much. Uh pal- Parabellum. Parabellum, yeah. I don't like two, but it's I love three. Stuf-
2: I love two. Two is like a lot of world building in mythology,
1: like three's got world building. Anyway, we'll yeah. we'll do a whole a we'll, whole week. We'll, sometime. I've yeah.
2: not
0: seen any of the John Wick
1: films. <laughs> oh they're fun. Um yeah. yeah uh Bell and Ted, um, check it out. Do watch the other two though, because it is of a piece. Um but yeah, got me tearing up on a on a uh on a Saturday night, so that's good.
2: All right. What else have you seen?
1: I mean that's that's, it. It. Uh, that's I've, I've it. been watching. I oh,
0: watched uh, Glow Up season two. I think. Was, oh yeah. Between we did last yeah, right, That's last right. Ding dong, or, Ding or should dong. I say,
1: ping pong? Uh, yeah. Yes,
0: we well basically James and I had watched Glow Up season one, and then we just bullied Matt until that's he right. watched yeah. Glow Up yeah. with yeah. us. <laughs> I, I <laughs> definitely Well,
2: I had a journey with the phrase "ding dong," which, <laughs> if you watch Glow Up, is you know they you sprinkle it.
0: Val Garland know. is very insistent as <laughs> one of the main judges of this makeup reality show and making "ding dong."
2: happened well it feels (laughs) like you know she wrestled away all of my defenses and by the end i unironically love this is the thing by the end of it you're like i'm on board with ding dong now
1: you just go with it Yeah.
0: yeah um but it's it's very good they're very talented um though sometimes the taste
1: oh
2: it's half of half of watching it is just like seeing the wacky concepts and seeing what they make out of it. Yeah. I love it when the vision goes awry because it's like, Oh, what went wrong here?
1: Mm. Yeah. And the, and the MUAs are really young. So like, yeah. they're still like, sometimes they've got really good themselves. like
0: technical yeah. skills, but they'll do things like I'm, I'm going to write a word on my face to show that. it. I've- <laughs> Words on faces.
2: <laughs> MUAs do not do that. Never them. write a word on the face. Yeah. It always it's looks, it looks it's tacky. Also, here's a question for the group. Do we think we've glowed up since? Since I don't know. I mean, how long have we known Generally, each other now? Yeah. Oh
0: yes, definitely. I yeah. Yeah. Not I think same.
2: So. Well, I watched that video of us doing that infamous "Miscellaneous <laughs> Gift of the gap video, oh, yeah. and I was like, oh, we all look better now. Well, like, it's, yeah. I mean, you don't
0: want to look back at the past. I mean, I feel like it, this happens to everybody. At a certain point, we all look back at the past and be like, "My best days are behind right? no, me." No, exactly. But yeah. I feel like you know, we're no, not no. old.
1: No, we're yeah. not. We're not <laughs> We've got that fine like, wine kind of thing. Sometimes, yeah, when you look back at photos and stuff, you can see like the baby flesh and stuff like that's that. That's true. And, and it like, doesn't matter. Like some some so of mean. you
0: have never seen us because you only listen to us <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on this podcast, we're and we're gorgeous. Let me just tell you, all yeah. of us. Yeah. Do you know if you want a really interesting
1: experience, and I weirdly hadn't done it? It's like looking up who the po- podcast hosts like look like because i hadn't looked up um just people uh, from npr yeah like. reply all or 99 percent invisible These like roman with, mars like who with, are they with,
2: like dulcet tones yeah and, mm-hmm. and you know like when you look at them online it's just like you know the illusion is broken exactly but is it broken for the better or for the worst, because like
1: f- you've you've <laughs> somehow like <laughs> you've you've built up like some kind of like yeah. what that face will sound yeah. like to that voice it's like
2: you're attracted to the voice or you're like squicked out by the voice and then yeah. you see the person and you're like huh hmm. yeah interesting i don't well, know sometimes i feel about like, this. you
0: know it's just a face that you wouldn't connect with, hey, with or voice. exactly that's quite, that's you're the like oh, ah yeah. that's definitely not who i thought that voice belonged to or the yeah. other you know or like Somebody—it's the same thing as when you see somebody and then you hear them speak, and you're like, "Oh, that's the voice that comes out of that person." Is that? <laughs> yeah.
1: But then you get people like Ara glass where they look exactly like. Yeah, oh, that's exactly. there's, there's
0: no way um, other way Ara glass
2: could look or speak. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: I also watched Glow Up season of season two. Um, the Glow Up season of New Zealand that's currently airing, and it was mm. you guys watched an episode, and <laughs>
1: it is yeah, uh,
0: it, it's it's the New Zealand version. It is uh, the New Zealand, <laughs> the New Zealand version. version.
1: Yeah, but I love that we've got that you know going on especially with new zealand it's like i don't know if if uh in kind of the mainstream kind of eye like having a focus on makeup and you know having it so like prominently like focused on like I don't yeah know.
0: i feel like new zealand has a lot of people doing makeup and like, i think that's not, one of the things,
1: like, things i just like, i like that there's is. like two male judges and i, I just like that you yeah. know like new zealand is rife with like toxic masculinity so like i am keen that that is more out there for us and I I mean,
2: like, um, yeah, I know, I guess like one makeup is one of those things where it's like, it really doesn't matter where you are. It's kind of like you have the same tools all over the world. And you kind of just yeah. have to use your creativity to yeah. kind Well, it's of... very
0: interesting as well, <laughs> watching both like what the, the both the British seasons of Glow Up, like how much they're influenced by like Instagram and things yeah. that, that people yeah. are seeing online. And so that's one of the, the things about Instagram is that there is kind of a shared visual language. There is, yeah. The Instagram browse around, is like a yeah, thing, right? like they're, Yeah, they're, like fashion trends and things like that spread so much faster in this age because we just visually can see things yeah. that are yeah. very distant from like, and like, us. We don't yeah. have to wait for the magazines to get shipped here from yeah and
1: so like the new zealand show like does have it's not exactly the same kind of budget but yeah by and large it's like mm. the very much the same show and, and kind of product <laughs> that they can reproduce so yeah yeah more of that place season two of that although it's still coming out right yeah it's yeah. it's still yeah. currently it's
2: still airing you can watch it on tv yeah. and it on demand you can watch glow up on netflix yeah um And you know, get some ding dong in your life. Mm.
1: (laughs) One thing that we completed, I don't know if we chatted about it last time. We were watching season one when we last talked about it, but season two of the Umbrella Academy is great. Um please make sure that you check it out. It is um set in the sixties. I Um, think
0: it's definitely like a flawed show in a lot of mm. ways, but like the character building is really fun. The ideas and again it's that thing we're just talking about about like having the ambition to do like big, strange, big swings. Yeah. Um, big choices. And yeah, I think it's really fun generally throughout the whole thing the music is less on the nose and season two than it
2: was in season good. one i would mm.
1: say that's good uh, oh talking yeah. of of music cues actually that does remind me of another film that i saw is the old guard um which i finally oh, uh, checked yeah. out um i would <laughs> i would definitely what
2: i just remembered. so like when james told me about the old guard he said, "The old gays trying to make a joke, a pun, a pun that's on because, the name." That's
1: because on Twitter, it does not
2: work. It does not work at all. No,
1: because um, because they're the oldest gays around. You know, there's 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 two yes, there's but that's two couples. not mipples. a pun.
0: You can't just swap no, a word with another
1: word. It's not so much a pun. It's more just like they both start with G, and yeah. uh, and that was one of the main focuses of the story. And I very much enjoyed the old gays, um, <sighs> no. and their their relationship. That's very sweet. What did you think um, of the film, James? Yeah, I thought because uh, I tried to like get into it um, uh, one time around where like I got ten minutes in, and the the dialogue was very like kind of cardboardy and like a bit artificial. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm glad that I gave it more time of day because um, yeah, it's um, God damn it, I'm blanking on the director. Um Gina Prince B Gina bothwood is uh, like she does a really great job of um, showing like the the stakes and like the toll of like like every human life that the old guard like take um, she ensures that there's like a moment of like uh, grief or like mourning for the hum- human life that's oh. been taken and it's a really great example of how a director could like elevate like a lot of material but the one thing that kind of pings um, from that film the music cues in the film are like really wild like when you have singers, like singing in a track, yeah,
0: as then it's not instrumental.
1: Yeah, right. Like,
2: right, gotcha.
1: It like it feels very present. It's very <laughs> bold, and I don't know if it especially kind of works. like on
0: song the nose,
2: like, is it? Oh,
1: throughout. If right, you watch that again, okay. it's just like it's just like I'm gonna keep on fighting. I'm, you know, like, and they're like, it feels the like kind of Yeah, what's happening. it feels like that they've like picked it. it, it. And... Like some of the characters like are, like decide to like fight back, and then all of a sudden, like you've got this track that is explicitly thematic about it and it just feels like they've just sourced it from the internet or something like that um in a way that is like yeah what you would do for like a youtube essay so like everything about that film is very strong except for those song cues where it's just like pull way back on those song choices because it sounds like they either wanted more famous songs and they couldn't get them Mm -hmm. or they just didn't have instrumental tracks right Um, i get you so that's my one slight against the old guys
2: In, in the cardboard dialogue in the first ten minutes, let's mm.
1: l- let's not forget. Yeah, I
2: mean,
1: <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, it's all throughout, but thankfully, the performances no. elevate it.
2: Um, I watched a thing that Kest did not like. Um, <laughs> I watched the stupid singing show called sing on germany and spain no and no, you know because no. i don't watch for the singing i watch for the tomfoolery i watch for the competition so to explain, i watch for the hot people explain the
0: mechanics of this game okay. show it's like you remember when you're playing sing star and there's the little like it's exactly the sing star engine and it assigns points based on number of notes hit but it has all of it's like the exact same sing star engine it's all the flaws of that you know it's slightly delayed so the beginning of the note is always off even though they have got it in time because there's a delay between the machine and the voice well that's the thing I love about it because
2: it's just like it's not really about talent it's just like you game the system the host (laughs) is camp the contestants are camp they're just having a real good time it's so stupid
1: is there any like rating on like how they are as a performer or is it all just purely their voice and it's just how much
2: they hit the notes um as much as how much the algorithm decides yeah well the the voice analyzer as they call it and it is the
0: SingStar machine a
2: fun time it is so fun because it just meets it's like it's like SingStar meets the weakest link and they have to vote (laughs) each other off based on Oh, yeah. they have to vote it her Yeah, vote. yeah, oh, based okay. on, on who gets <laughs> the least amount of notes, who they think gets the least amount of notes. And sometimes they are wildly wrong. And sometimes, you know, I just love the personalities that go through. And, like, you know, getting to know the intricacies of German and Spanish, like people and you know young people and sensibilities the intricacies of the people absolutely i am a person for 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 the world
1: <laughs> you're a person I'm a for the world sounds like you're having as much difficulty describing this as i did the old god look it is Gave, sorry
0: oh <laughs> it's never gonna happen though.
2: stop making it happen but i will make sing on happen because it is just a fun stupid time And I binged it in, like, a couple of days. And you know what? That's on you if you want to take that on. Um, Otherwise, I haven't been watching any films because I've just, like, been back on my bullshit. And, um, just...
1: What does that mean?
2: (laughs) I'm gonna explain! Jesus Christ, let me finish. I'm back on, like, looking at TikTok videos for, like, three hours a day. it's so dumb
1: i uh i downloaded tiktok the other day because i was like i did a dumb impersonation i was trying to figure out where to put it i deleted tiktok and put it on twitter but like i just found it so overwhelming i love it i was like oh my god like it's just so so wrapped up in itself that i just didn't know that world and i didn't want to take the time to figure it out i was like (laughs) i accept that i'm just getting older yeah just i
2: don't know it it, I feel like I will be spending 15 minutes on it and I haven't gotten up from my bed the whole night just watching like a slew of stupid TikTok videos. But, you know, that's me and what I do with my life. You make better choices. You know, it's a good, you know, like what I find most inspiring about it is because there are lots of hot people on it. Um, I just, you know, it's, it's good motivation for uh, getting my whole phase on this summer and um <laughs> getting that whole energy back and i feel like that's uh where i want the rest of my 2020 to be. so is
0: this is like hashtag hot mat summer is yeah the
2: <laughs> yeah conclusion <laughs> like yeah. of this yeah
1: um yeah how is your tiktok series going by the way how's those dances?
2: Oh, you'll never find them. I may, I did like two. But James, na- you
0: downloaded TikTok, but you didn't immediately. Yeah. it.
1: I know. I account? also, but also, I didn't, my, I didn't know how to navigate the fucking thing also, for a while. My I was account like, is God. like, so
2: my account name is so different from my, all my other account names, so, specifically so that no one would find me. Right. In the two videos that I did. Right. Um, but now mostly I just do it. Just I, I use it to scroll through other people's videos. Um, so I did not do the WAP challenge, unfortunately. But maybe I will when I am that flexible at
1: some point At, in history. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> um, get a yeah. bucket on a mop for that weird ass pussy. Weird what? ass. <laughs> I said wet ass. He's,
2: did you say wet or weird? No, I said wet. <laughs> okay
1: weird ass pussy that's the that's the that's the that's the that's the
0: that's the has a new zealand accent which oh, not is not like a strong a weird song weird for ass pussy. <laughs> what's with
2: wow. that what's I with want, that that is weird I want weird. your wop your weird ass pussy <laughs>
1: that's for the those oh. those freaks out there that want that, that weird ass pussy okay um, <laughs> Kaz, have you uh, been seeing anything uh, else?
0: Oh yeah, uh, most of my week I've been watching the YouTube series Philosophy Tube, um, which I has always been on my recommends, um, and I hadn't really watched any of until recently. And then I've just I'm just loving it. It's really great. Um, so you recommend? Series. I strongly recommend. Yeah. Uh, so thanks YouTube, the algorithm has spoken and was correct. Yeah. Unfortunately, I was I was oh. won by it again. Um, but yeah, it's just great if you want to like watch a whole lot of like really interesting video essays which uh, cover a whole lot of different like philosophical questions, but also just generally kind of like look at pop culture and things in the world and various issues and things that are going on but from a philosophical lens um, which is really really interesting um, and Ollie Thorne who presents it is just great he's very charismatic he's got a lovely like sexy Geordie accent from the UK Ooh,
2: um, sexy Geordie accent yeah he's like, okay. quite concert. a look,
1: it's quite a looker as well he's got he's that a, he's a, like trim strap man.
0: Um, but yeah, so strongly, he's got a chin strap. No, it's not a. chin it's, the, no, that's, it's that's got what the beard. Jordan, That's what Jordan had on the in killer sofa with the thing. Just oh, like, is that purely just? Beard. A, it's just like oh, it's beard. just go-to. It's Just yeah. a beard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah, but um, I'm just trying words out, see if just they just they have different beard descriptions yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so strongly would recommend. Nice. Um, but yeah, that's all. That's all of my pop culture. Anything well, else from you guys?
1: <laughs> nah, no, let's crack into it. Let's get in. Feature presentation.
0: We've got a film. Um, What is the film
2: that we watched, everybody? So, in conclusion, of the Meryl Streep season is maybe not an iconic film to you guys, but is iconic in the inception of this podcast Mm. because I remember um, saying uh, when we were throwing out films for discussion things that could go on this podcast. What film?
0: The the mixed bag. Yeah, one
2: of one of um, James's suggestions was *A Prairie Home Companion* starring one Miss Meryl Streep and I was mm. like what I love that film and then James was like what that film was bad
1: <laughs> so maybe I should explain myself like maybe uh, so this...
0: actually, yeah I think everybody should talk about our relationship with yeah this, this ties
1: into my history with it um yeah so I think so this is by Robert Altman it's the final film uh, by him um, and it's on like all of those lists of like a thousand one films you must see before you die and I think when I saw it the first time I was around 18 or something like that like trying to like go through all the like the big films and altman's obviously a big director but um i feel like if you watch this without and it's a lot the same with a lot of altman films gosford park and the long goodbye and stuff like that um where if you're not paying attention it isn't fully rewarding because he's very based on dialogue and stuff like that so the first time that i saw it it didn't you know, if I was the axe man, the axe would have fallen because it, uh, it just didn't uh, kind of grab my attention. And I think it's actually shot in the um, where the Perry Home Companion is uh, was made. I, I assume so. It seems like very like um, normal domestics kind of setting. And it didn't like grab me visually when I first saw it. Um, yeah. Well, we'll see if you've take changed it off the your list. mind. Yeah, yeah. see if I change my um. tune. Right
0: yeah, in terms of my history with this film, I also have watched this probably around a similar time um, just as a teenager with mm-hmm. my family um, out from the DVD store. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I remember like quite liking it but not having like any particular strong feelings or attachment to yeah. it, really. Um, and yeah, my knowledge of... Like, I feel like it's important to note like what your knowledge of the Prairie Home Companion radio show is mm. as well. And like I didn't really have any previous history or knowledge of that either hmm. um so you know was obviously not the target audience mm-hmm. um, and yeah, i think so that's it's a lot
1: of altman films as well like it you're rewarded by having a, a larger knowledge of the text as well yeah. like constant um, park too. so
0: yes this was very interesting i think to return to um hmm. and we'll talk about that in a bit um but yeah i definitely felt like i got a lot more out of it on this watch than I did when I was a teenager. Spoilers. Yeah.
2: Oh. Well, I loved it. I, <laughs> um, If you don't know, I stand Lindsay Lohan circa 2000, <laughs> maybe 1998 from The Parent Trap. <laughs> I saw, definitely saw Herbie Fully Loaded. In the I cinemas. also saw that in
0: the cinema. Um, <laughs> Confessions
2: of a Teenage Drama Queen. I, I have why. not seen that one. Um, I, I do mean, know girls, obviously, like, the, yeah.
0: Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen have the one that has like a big, it's just like a music yeah it's like a musical adaptation yeah. but it's like modern my fillet yes yes oh. she's exactly right. that yeah <laughs>
2: future mixed bag possibly um oh. <laughs> what else did i watch i so there this is was made in 2006 infamously in 2007 i was predicting Lindsay lohan to win best actress for the film georgia rule which no one has oh. <laughs> no one has thought of or heard about not since. Your, not your
1: finest hour <laughs>
2: No, I was a it baby. It was a bold prediction. <laughs> yeah, I was a baby Oscar watcher back then. <laughs> so I was like, oh, it's it's her time. And you know what? If it was now, maybe it was. I mean, like, Emma Stone pretty much picked up her career and and yeah, waltzed away with, true. <laughs> with a superstar kind of, um, you know, grasp on the world. So, um, so I watched this knowing it was a Robert Altman film. And, you know, you've got people like Meryl Streep and Lily Tomlin in it and Lindsay Lohan oh god what's happened to her <laughs> um uh and yeah i loved it mostly like i watched i didn't know what it was about but like i came out of it being like this is a masterpiece and we'll see if i think the same now after what maybe like 10 years difference yeah, yeah. Hmm. um and more yeah probably hmm. um and now i'm gonna introduce the film to you that we've been talking around this is a Prairie Home Companion in a minute. So, James. We've got the timer have you got at my time the ready? ready. Yeah, but so you got to do some out.
1: Prairie Home Companion stalling while I set it up. That classic. Oh, okay, oh, oh, right. yeah, It's just nice practice. So Whenever
0: you're looking at someone who's getting their timer ready, then you should buy fish. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nailed it.
0: She's
2: serving fish. <laughs> serving some <laughs> GK realness. All right.
1: Three, two, one, go.
2: So A Prairie Home Companion is based on the radio show Prairie Home Companion, which is a long-running radio show uh, hosted and created by Garrison Keillor, who's also in the film. Like most Robert Altman films, it is an ensemble film following a lot of different people, and it's around the last day of the fictional radio show A Prairie Home Companion that's in the movie. Um, So who do we follow? We follow Meryl Streep and Lily Tomlin. They are sisters in um, an act similar to, like, the Andrews sisters, but country. Um, Lindsay Lohan is their daughter. Um, We also have Lefty and Dustin. Dusty. Um, (laughs) Dusty. They're they're, um, cowboys. You have uh, Kevin Klein, who plays Guy Noir, who is a private detective kind of thing, who's, like, the security guy of the whole thing. And you just follow their lives, and you come to this wonderful conclusion at the end of knowing these people and their relationship to each other, and their relationship to the show as it ends.
0: That's pretty good. Yeah. That's- yeah. Good job, Matt. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. I don't think you could try and cover all the arcs or yeah, anything like that. There were a like couple that. more
0: arcs in there, but we got yeah. a few of them in. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just going to look
1: so, into what year it came out. What so, came out.
0: so The Prairie Home six. Companion, the actual radio show, yeah. is that still around or has um, that actually it actually finished? I think
2: it finished, maybe finished, like, a couple of years ago.
0: Mm, but, like, quite a bit after yeah, this yeah, yeah.
2: show. This I think film. it might have... No, no, it
1: was, it was, it was the same Oh wait! Oh no, 2016, I think maybe.
2: Oh, so the real show ended 2016. Yeah, I believe okay, so. Yeah, right. so. Okay, yeah. So okay, I assume maybe this was like a push to keep the Home right. companion. Right. I'm assuming here, but you know, it probably helped. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's a big boost. Um. Yeah. So why don't we start <laughs> as customary now? Yeah. With our, With our MVP to get it out of the our way. Our
0: MVP.
1: Yeah, we have discussed
2: this, so who is our individual? Well, I, I was thinking know. about this. Yeah, so for not me, been thinking about this. For
1: me, um, it's less to do with physical attractiveness on this kind of round. Um, All right, yes. Uh, but for me, it really reminded me... And of just before, yeah.
2: um, we got a note recently that MVP slash Hot Butter is not clear. Oh. So MVP is most visually pleasing slash Hot Butter, which is the slang name for it. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we that's a good reminder actually
1: because visually pleasing, actually, yeah, I can justify this yeah, because they may not be valuable player, they, they might not be aesthetically pleasing, pleasing for me, yeah. but they hot, you going. The, yeah, what got me going was the physical comedy <laughs> and and timing of Kevin Klein because right? I forgot. Cause he's kind of like in other films, say like Ricky and the Flash, or he's kind of like uppity and annoying. But in this, he is just firing on all cylinders. I flew back right back to a fish called Wanda, and how fucking funny Mm, he was there, and yummy. Um, (laughs) He was yummy in that film. Serving fish. Yeah, (laughs) and he's um, and he still looks good now, Mm. you know, in two thousand six, and and he just kills it. He's a so Guy Noir is like a detective um, that like supposed detective somehow and yeah Yeah. and he's like straight out of like a, a film noir kind of book except he's kind of um pretty bad at his job he's always like mm. falling over and getting clumsy he's not as
2: smooth as he thinks he is yeah he yeah.
0: rates in the style yeah. of yeah a classic noir detective
1: yeah and i was just i was just bowled over because i was like ah oh, this is a perfect pairing of like actor with director and he is just so funny and just so skilled it's just mm. so nice to watch someone sit back and just be like they got it they got the scene they know what to do in every scene like yeah it's lovely
2: Uh, My hot butter is two people. Um, The Johnson sisters, uh, Yolanda and Rhonda. Meryl Streep, again, very beautiful. Like, one of the roles that showcases Mm. her beauty. And she's just, like, got this really vulnerable quality about her in this role. And she's really expressive. And, you know, she plays this woman who probably historically has been really beautiful in a way that's, you know, you can see all her foibles and shortcomings and... uh, it just you see the beauty of this person who's not perfect, and then um, to her right is uh, her sister Rhonda, who might not be as beautiful as her, but has just got like such a commanding presence, played by Lily Tomlin, and just the way she command, commands the room and and you know bosses everybody around. It's it's pretty hot. So you know those those are my MVPs, hot butters. Of the Prairie Home Companion, the Johnson sisters. I
0: think these are all good choices. I do not. I did not have any MVPs. <laughs> I have to say, coming out of this uh, like film or go, you know going into or coming out of this film. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. I think both of those are good reasonings.
1: Uh, I don't know. This what about like- the <gasps> what about that driver? You know, you saw him for a second. <laughs> <laughs> the driver, driver who got who got killed.
0: Um. I think the lady that played the angel would be very good looking if she had different hair and makeup. Yeah, yes. But it was not that. flattering on her. Yeah. And no. I felt, uh, no. I felt like, yeah, the it's, costume people had done her wrong. Yeah. Well, especially
2: since she was <laughs> she's supposed to be the most beautiful woman so ever, beautiful. and yeah. I was
0: like, oh. And um, I'm like, I feel like actually I can see how you could be cast in this role, but they just they parted her hair in such a way that there was a very clear like yeah. hair line. and it wasn't yep. very flattering on yep. her. She needed friend. So
2: fringe. she's she's warm butter.
0: She's warm butter. Yeah, I think yeah, I okay. think i I'm, unfortunately I'm warm butter only.
2: Okay. Yeah. That's fair well, enough. You know. So that woman was played by Virginia Manson. Yes, who wh- is, what
0: else has she been in? I know that name.
2: She I think she's most famous for Sideways at this point. Oh, I didn't, she's uh, I didn't uh, yeah. That. she gives like a beautiful monologue about wine and it's uh yeah, it's beautiful. She's Oscar nominated for that role. Um I think she's been in other things, like some nineties stuff, which I have not mm. seen. Uh, the most recently I've seen her was in joy and she was fun. <laughs> she was a joy.
1: <laughs> oh, talk about a mixed bag. Yeah. I have a keen to say. I love um, joy. Is it? <laughs> yeah. oh, cool. oh, I love uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, i like to talk about, yeah, that scene that you were talking around with Meryl and Lily because just, like, fuck, that dynamic between the two was just so good. Of just, like, someone that's more commanding and then someone who's just, like, it's still speaking but, like, a little bit underneath it and their dynamic with Lindsay Lohan, um, which is Meryl's daughter. She plays Meryl's daughter. Um, Yeah, it's just... The the conversation and the pattern in this film is like yeah. really the di- skillfully I think, yeah, done. Yeah, we're Going into
0: bottles of the film. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The dialogue is really where this I, shines. Yeah. Um, it's very, very like it, it. It's a very wonderfully skillfully written film yeah. in that it conveys so much about character without having to that often talk about like actual.
2: Events, events in people's yeah.
0: lives. It's just the way that they talk about anecdotes, so, and I think that hmm. is such a great way of showing character because that's how people do have conversations. I think they that's, just have that's the anecdotes.
2: One hundred percent. One of my favorite things about this film is just like how natural those dialogue that dialogue works, and also just how much, yeah, as you said, how much character and how much relationships mm. between these characters is um, brought to light, just you know not even through dialogue but through like actions and you know unspoken dynamics between them and how they act around each other and mm. like when they sing songs like you know they convey meaning and you know that's it's just lovely like um just the history that um permeates through this film um between these characters and between their relationship uh you know, to, to the show that they've been doing for so
1: long. Yeah, you feel like you're just a, a fly on the wall uh, during it. And even they're all aware it's the final night, but they're not having these somber conversations mm. of like, and some of, oh I feel God, like there's a know, different
0: levels of awareness of how or where they are it's the final night. Cause some of them seem to be a bit surprised when they overhear other people yeah. talking about it. I feel like it's like the staff, crew yeah. people definitely mm. know and, and then some of the talent maybe yeah. hadn't been told and yeah
2: obviously some people react differently to news yeah. like that to some people it's just like oh it's another job it's business as usual
0: mm. or they're sp- saying like oh no 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 it won't be yeah, they always exactly, say that but yeah. it's, we've come through before mm. um, but you know
2: as we come to realize that it, it is there is a sense of finality mm. to the night and to the show um yeah i think the more that spills out in beautiful and kind of graceful ways throughout the movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it feels really reflective of what a backstage room is kind of like, like in terms oh. of just like a multitude of people, people coming and going. Some There's like some tech people that you never meet. They're just wandering around. And then like these kind of conversations, stage managers. So Maya Rudolph uh, plays like a stage manager, like trying to get people onto the stage. And like, yeah, it feels like... There's that, the core of it is like deeply naturalistic and like really, really believable. And then being able to pair that with something like slightly more heightened, like Kevin Klein's character or the Angel character yeah. and the man who comes in later. Like, it's just, I think when I first saw it, I was really thrown by all of those tonal kind of shifts because yeah. it's like, what does this movie wanna be?
2: Well, maybe let's 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 clarify that a little yeah. bit.
1: So it's yeah. it's
2: mostly naturalistic all throughout.
0: I would say like there is kind of like a it's very theatrical mm, it um, is, and yeah. I think that's one of the big things that I thought from this film is that I sometimes it felt like it was straining against film as a form and yeah. it felt like it was more stagey and it wanted to be more and perhaps because it's adapted from radio plays and from live radio which Mm. is so much more theatrical than it is film it felt like it kind of there were some things that were a little bit at odds. You could imagine an amazing,
1: like, immersive show. Yeah, like, I could imagine promenade. an incredible promenade
0: show of this, but also yeah. just an incredible regular, like, you yeah, know, show. proscenium yeah. art show of this. Yeah. Um, where, you know, it's like thinking about um, Hudson and Hall's Live and like, yeah, yeah. like that, which is, mm. if you saw that, which mm. has the very good example of, like, you know, we're doing live television or, like, what we're actually seeing, all of the background mm. stuff happening in the actual theatre of that. Um, I felt like that could work very well with it. Um, but, like... It's theatrical in that it doesn't really expect you to take everything at face value the yeah. way that you generally do with film. So, we start out with this like noir narrator, we've got this old diner, and we're like, Oh, I guess we're in like the 40s, yeah, or like the 30s. And then, like once Kevin Klein goes to his job at the theatre, and we realize everybody is milling outside it is all in like present day clothing, mm. contemporary clothing, we're like, Oh, <laughs> okay, yeah. so this is just how this is, yeah. And so, yeah, nobody questions his existence no. as this 30s detective that for some reason is the guy that narrates the thing and is the doorman and like there's not i don't know um, it's interesting i would want to know if he's a character that's like on that show like is he something that comes from Home companion like possibly because that feel he feels like a radio drama character yeah Mm. um, absolutely which is really interesting
2: and there is um this woman who is um you know is an ethereal woman in in a white Uh, Coat, who's just like wandering throughout the building, um, interacting with the different, you know, components of the backstage people, the performers, GK, all of them. Yeah, there's kind
0: of seem to be different rules about how real how real she is like often she'll be like interacting with a character talking and to them or like just watching a person and there's a mm. sense that they can't see her but then mm. yeah. sometimes they you can. You get the
1: sense that she can choose who she yeah. wants to commune with yeah.
0: um and so she's very much able to be a observer and we watch her observing
2: yeah throughout the whole thing um and eventually you find out she's an angel mm-hmm. and um i don't know i like i like the kind of spiritual quality that she brought to the ensemble mm. <laughs> and um yeah there was a sense of because i even though she was an angel you kind of um i guess didn't know where she was gonna go at the end i don't know what i didn't wasn't sure about what her purpose was i thought definitely like something to do with the end of the show but i was like what's what's gonna happen i don't know i wasn't
1: quite sure yeah Um, and i think that ambiguity is really effective throughout that film of like you don't need to be like oh, well, this person, you know, runs the, is the host, and this person is that. You just figure it out by yeah, instincts.
0: you can sort of see it and work out how things work.
1: Yeah, well. except for, I guess, big moments where Kevin Klein is like, this woman is pregnant. That's <laughs> <laughs> my Rudolph on A the ballot. strange
2: moment. <laughs> yeah. There's some strange
0: Which moments in the talk film. We'll in talk about talk about it later. Later, I think. Um, um, so, a huge bottle for me is um, Woody Harrison and John C. Riley. Yeah. the so Cowboys good. Who were my favourite characters if you're Very talking about fine. most yeah. valuable players. They were yeah, my yeah, fun Dustin
1: Lefty, yeah. Um,
0: they just have such a great dynamic. Also, their singing is like have, they have beautiful vocal tone together. They like, do. we know yeah. John C. Riley can sing, obviously. They do. Like and he's a musical actor. He's
2: also like, you know, performed this type of role before the yeah. walk hard.
0: Yeah. Was that before this or after this?
2: I'm well, not too sure, actually. Well, well it, it was like before time, this yes.
1: episode. It's what pulled us out of last episode, if you remember.
2: Walcott?
1: Yeah. Oh, wait, it's the Will films. <laughs> Yes. Um, wait, but was
2: Walcott Will Ferrell or John C. No, no, no. No, no it's like,
1: not oh, Will oh, Ferrell. I just dropped it in there for okay, some reason. Yeah. I don't remember why. And we
0: were just—it's strange. Anyway, <laughs> right. Okay. Um, but yeah, but uh Woody Harrelson's voice, like, he's not clearly not like you know necessarily a singer singer, but he's got a good tune for voice, it's and
1: they go beautiful. really really well together. Yeah. Um,
2: I think in this context,
0: uh, which is great, and then they just—they're they're back and forth. Their dynamic, yeah. their humor is just wonderful. They have a
2: good yeah, dynamic.
1: They just wind each other up. They're yeah. always telling people that they're like, you know, uh, horrendous people. Basically, just people. being like,
0: "Oh, don't trust that guy. Yeah, oh, he's, he's, he's a hardened criminal cool. in jail. He's been in jail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Watch well, out for this
2: guy." That's the thing. I feel like the actors all like, "I love this ensemble," but because they can convey those relationships really well, we yeah. can see the. The deep history between these two characters the deep history between the sisters and like mm. you know the jealousy and resentment that's there but also the love and yeah and the care and and you know there's history between Garrison Keeler and Meryl Streep's character mm. and they you can they told a whole story about their relationship through like a duet yeah which isn't even necessarily but I guess it was about love and leaving mm. you and stuff but like Mills that was some I of his like, best acting. I
0: feel like there's ambiguity about whether, like, Garrison Keillor's is supposed to be Lindsay Lohan's, Lohan's father? dad. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. he's like, oh, I knew your father, like, yeah. And then it's like, <laughs> 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 yes, yeah, so yeah. like, you never knew him, but I did. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: and you get a lot of that conveyed in just looks, so or, like, yeah, like you're saying a duet, and just, like, yeah, how the actors are, are relating to each other, it just speaks volumes. Um, mm. I also really like Tommy Lee Jones in this kind of role, oh. because, um, yeah, throughout most of the film, like... There's not like you get a sense that it's gonna close, but like the focus is on like the love and the community of the people. So when he comes in and he is judging the show around whether he will or will not axe the thing, um yeah, there's like a really like palpable threat that yeah. um yeah, the stakes are really high. This
2: um this movie is well cast throughout That is the most perfect casting. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a shot of him just stone-faced looking at (laughs) Meryl Streep's character. And, like, that can convey two things. Either, like, he's, you know, mulling over the closing Mm. of this, Mm. uh, you know, maybe having second thoughts, or doubling down and thinking that this is absolutely terrible. And, like, just... He doesn't even have to do anything. He just has to look, yeah, and you can convey all of that.
1: And we get a great through his face, yeah, and we get a great scene between him and Kevin Klein, where like Kevin is trying to like suss him out and trying to like connect with him in some way. We learn that he's in a band, and then he like like they were terrible, and it was good that they were broken up. And like just the way Tommy Lee Jones is like being a dick, he's like flicking a statue of F. Scott Fitzgerald, um, and being like, "Who's this guy? What kind of novels does he write?" Huh? Um, like without it being overdone, it's just like yeah, it's yeah. a very
0: low key yeah. performance of a character but that you could do in a very more boring, a much more boring no, way. Exactly. You did it with yeah. panache, just like
2: the best way you could play this type of character. Yeah, just and it just shows his talent really <laughs> like, yeah just uh, his eye, eye over everything you it's... forget sometimes like these yeah. characters the, these actors you see all the time you just yeah. forget how good they are when you give them like a material or like a director or something that they they can kill it you know
1: yeah, yeah. just how he views everything is just like an old relic a dinosaur mm. and you're yeah. like jesus how do they persuade this guy
0: I'm trying to think of other stuff and I, I think i think that i i think that i really enjoyed that i really felt that i would not have appreciated Um, the first time I watched it and I've appreciated so much more now is just the general radio-ness of it Mm -hmm. because like yeah since that point like yeah through listening to podcasts and just generally getting into radio drama as a thing I have so much more appreciation for radio drama as a form and this is such a love letter to that form like a wonderful very very silly scene which has the Foley guy that actually does the sound effects from Puri Home Companion Mm. um, having to on the fly, create a whole lot of sound effects for this very ridiculous improv story that Meryl Streep's yeah. character is just making up. And um, and Lily Tomlin's character, yeah. they're just kind of like... Well, it's an
2: ad for, like, um, duct tape. It's an ad for duct tape. It
0: just <laughs> yeah. keeps going on. and They just keep, like, playing with... It, toying with him by, like, adding yeah. different characters. And, and you just to make to the see... the sound effects. And it's just such them. a fun, like, bravura moment for this guy. Yeah. Yeah. To get, just like, to a feature off. thing oh, of, like... Awesome. It's such a, like, force of nature to be able to do all that fantastic for fully and voice acting and all those interesting things um and it's such a fantastic fun thing that's really cool about radio drama that i think could have been lost if podcasting had not started to take over that with Mm. fiction and things and now we're sort of really having an appreciation for it again
1: yeah i really loved how much the ads permeate through the show as well like um uh, that they're like constantly advertising like this new product that's out because ad- obviously like they're trying <laughs> oh to keep God. afloat and the best way that they can do that is saying these kind of ads the ads are also
0: out. hilarious because so many of the ads, I was just like, just like we were watching it, I just for like a thing rather than for like a brand. But it's not no, like, and thing.
2: ketchup. But here's the thing <laughs> I love as well. It is just like this show, this the prairie home companion shows like my appreciation for white culture okay <laughs> so like minnesota is a f- specific kind of white culture where they have like swedish and german and all of that like you know weird european ancestry and all of the weird kind of fish <laughs> hot dish. and yeah hot dishes <laughs> it's just like those like um yeah the, the, <laughs> those specifically midwestern things that they have it's just so uh, heartwarming, and you see, like, um, yeah, these like silly jingles, like mm. sung to the tune of like you know traditional songs, and you know, it's a
0: very Americana film, which is
2: beautiful. Yeah. Like, and to like, me, I, it I just love of that a very kind of
0: specific thing. sliver yeah. of Americana, yeah, um, which is really interesting. But all
2: the banjo playing, and you know, just the music throughout the film, yeah, mm. They beautiful. slap, honestly. Um, love a country uh, close harmony exactly yeah and the story is just like you know the bad joke song is so bad joke fun. Song is great
0: <laughs> yeah. um, but also it's the way that it's performed as yes, well it's exactly. the right like
1: <laughs> one other performer that I'd like to shout out is um LQ Jones who plays Chuck Akers um it's oh, yeah. like uh, an old an old singer that um yeah is having a little bit of a uh, I don't it's an affair, but a little romance. Yeah, he's having a
0: romance with Evelyn the tea lady yeah. that gets yeah. out sandwiches, who's also a lovely also performance. Amazing, very good.
1: She's like the, her first introduction. She's like serving ham sandwiches, um, and she's in like tears, fighting back tears yeah. because
0: she's so yeah. sad about the show closing. But
1: he just gives like such a beautiful performance. Yeah, he's, and his last performance. He yeah, does one of his last performance, um, and he gets really choked up. Um, uh yeah and his final song
2: well that's that's the thing i i was gonna highlight that as well it's just like these smaller actors like they you know we don't even know them really Mm. but they just give there's so much love in their performances and even the background people like i kept Looking at this lady who is like, she's not an actor in the film, she's, she's just one like, of the bands on the, the, yeah. the show, mm-hmm. and she's just like smiling all throughout. There's, just, there's just some <laughs> love in the work that she's doing. And we have um, another singer who comes in later on. Um, I think her name was Geraldine, she had the beautiful coat, the yeah. black oh, the lady, coat. yeah. Um, and um, every time she sang, it was just like she was smiling, she was giving mm-hmm. it her all. It was. All of these performers put in so much love into the work that they were doing, into the work that they were giving, and it made me really believe, you know, the stakes of the show closing. Yeah. And all of all of those elements, just yeah, just kind of emphasized how lovely and how poignant the shared history of everything is, and that's kind of the main theme of the movie. Is mm. just like the passing of time and getting over it and just the beauty of, of all of that cumulative history that you mm. carry in your heart and in, in your relationships with other people.
1: Mm. Yeah. yeah. And it's not trying to be showy with that. Like it's just gently putting that focus on it. Yeah, And so, yeah, if you weren't paying attention, you might miss that. And it's not going to shove it down your throat. Um, And yeah. of
2: course we were talking about this earlier. This is, I think, made even more poignant because this is robert altman's final film Mm. and you know talk about i don't know if he was sick or not or if he knew that he was gonna die but like coming back to our earlier conversation Mm. talking about the work that you do like yeah at the Mm. point where you're
0: thinking about legacy
2: and And to me it just makes it all the more special because it's such you know like a beautiful like the perfect kind of Send off for mm. for a great director like that, mm. and um, he's not coasting here as well. Like there's some beautiful no, no. shots, like um, in shot compositions, and he's like incomparable when directing just that like overlapping dialogue mm. and and just making it feel natural and
1: yeah and just I, getting wonderful performances out of people that doesn't yeah. happen by itself yeah um, and all that
2: love had to come from somewhere hmm. um, that the performers are radiating and and yeah. I assume that a lot of that came from his uh, leadership and direction and and Mm. yeah
0: yeah um do we have any last bottles before we want to move on to
1: no let's talk about bananas
0: so (laughs) i this might be a controversial thing i don't think the angel thing quite worked for me oh and i'm not sure whether it was i think it was just some of the dialogue that she had felt a little bit too I feel like almost it was too explicit. Mm. I think it, it kind of—I um, would have liked it if she had been left a little bit more ambiguous. And I mysterious. thought at the start that I was yeah. like, because I remember nice, that character yeah, sort yeah, of, yeah, yeah. and I had sort of had the sense of like, oh, maybe we're going to get the sense of like, oh, she's sort of like an angel of death that's come yeah. to that. But then she's literally like, I am an angel and I'm here. And firstly, I'm like, firstly, with Christian mythology, dead people aren't angels. That's not what you know. <laughs> that's not what angels are. Yeah. Um, but then secondly, like, yeah, it just felt like it was kind of telling us well we didn't need to but we Mm. didn't need to know that explicitly and it felt like that took something away from that character and that thread the fact that it wasn't left a bit more ambiguous um Mm. and i think yeah i think there's something i would have liked about keeping her a little bit more ambiguous yeah
1: so much of the film is really confident that when it does resort to to moments like that yeah Yeah. and then there's there's a moment with meryl as well that feels similar where she is it's during the like uh, the sound effects kind of moment and then she mentions like a mailman and she's like emotionally upset um towards gt and she like explicitly GK. GK. gk uh i took a stab i was like can't remember what what other letter it is gk um and she like says oh well you know if only her, you hadn't been in love with that other woman and she's still upset and she's still right here being upset and i was like yeah. we don't, don't need no, that.
2: you've already conveyed the yeah. story earlier we've yeah. got yeah. it with her eyes
1: yeah. so it was yeah. just moments like that where you're just like I guess it's like to hold the hand of an audience but I really wish that they could have I guess you having the
0: confidence to be yeah. like we don't need hand holding on those yeah. things. Yeah. Um
1: yeah. I yeah I think
2: one for me is just like I think the ending could have been could have come earlier.
0: Yes I think <laughs> yeah. it did Outsteps welcome a little yeah. bit at the There's end, a there's stuff.
2: one scene especially. Yeah. <laughs> well end, we end the movie um you know the the um uh the radio show's ended the buildings been demolished and um you know all the performers in gk have you know gone on with their lives found we've had
0: a nice a scene of kevin klein playing the piano yeah. and sort of mm. saying his goodbyes of he, do, like, takes the a bus bit of if, if scott fitzgerald away yeah.
2: yeah they're in this diner um mickey's diner which we see in the beginning and we see actually the makeup lady from the show is a waitress now so you know life moves on and meryl and lily and um garrison and kevin <laughs> they're they're sitting in the booth and they're yeah. just discussing their lives they're discussing a reunion tour they're like oh
0: maybe we'll go and we'll just every show will be our final show yeah. we'll keep doing this tour and, and you're like, like I, what? I don't know what? if we need to see have a scene that was like we had this nice ending yeah with the, the things getting taken the dismantling yeah. and all of yeah. that
2: stuff. yeah um and i just didn't get what the point of this I and mean, then we have Lindsay lohan <laughs> comes in dressed in business gear it is literally i stand, Lindsay lohan but she looked like a kid playing dress up oh, with man. her mother's and like such, blazer. Like, we and... had to
0: age her to make her look like she's older now yeah. because a few years have passed,
2: and that just didn't work. And why yeah. does she
1: have to look so bad? Like... Yeah. There's also um in that same scene, it like it pans. Or once Lindsay leaves, it like pans over to the window, and you're wondering where they're going. And they're all laughing about like a joke that someone has said oh that um that chuck uh wasn't able to um catch his funeral he just missed it by a couple of days and um they are laughing like for a long amount of time they're like ha ha ha, 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 ha <laughs> because like joking and like jokes and like it's tied in with the angel character of like the significance of like providing a bit of levity I think is a thematic kind of thread that they try and weave in oh. but they have to laugh for so long as the <laughs> angel is introduced sees them in the oh window God. and walks in and they're still going oh, 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 oh. <laughs> like, and they're good actors but it still drags there's also, out
2: it's not, there's also that like <laughs> that that like um, good and the badly, bad and the ugly showdown between the angel and, <laughs> and the four actors it ends yeah. and you just keep
0: doing shot so reverse weird. shot of these two they're looking at each other back and forth it's so funny like, yeah.
2: well cool, the look on their faces while well, like Lily Tomlin is giving her some fierce eyes yeah, and, yeah. that's what right. Is, she like turns around <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Like, it's
1: just,
0: I feel like they're like and you all know what this means and I'm like I'm sorry Robert but I
2: actually don't I don't know what die? this means I'm sorry <laughs> yeah. is so, she gonna kill them all what's gonna happen why look so Like Maya Rudolph is not in the scene, the black lady who is singing not in the scene what is up why are <laughs> My- they not mm. in the yeah. scene
0: <laughs> Maya Rudolph's character like she like as a stage manager character like lots of fun stuff that she used yeah, to do just being good. like the one sane woman trying to like yeah. get all these kooky yeah, people onto it. stage wrangling classic good, stage management also role
2: also a good role for her because she actually got to show more than what she was known for at that time mm. she was mostly known for SNL yeah
0: so as it's like a, a more player? sort of serious role yeah. there is this one scene though which <laughs> is very weird so the whole thing is that she is pregnant um but she's not like huge. She's not like big, really, really big mm. pregnant. She's kind and of they, like maybe of like four months, five yeah, months. Yeah. And long. they do
1: a fun scene early where it's where like, oh my gosh, my the baby's pregnant baby's lady's coming. having a baby. No, um, and no. And she's, she's like, just...
0: actually, I just did that so that you would finally stop talking and come and listen to me um, yeah. so and get you on stage. Which is
2: yeah, good, it's, fun. it's a good gag. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um. But then yeah, this is a bit where she's just talking to Kevin Klein, and then he just like pulls up her top to reveal her belly, and her like, fake
2: ass-looking <laughs> belly,
1: it's right. and very is just fake. like,
0: oh, who did this to you? Yeah,
1: you're a fat. You need to cut down on the carbs. No, a man did it to you. Uh-huh. And, like, and then,
0: like, the cowboys come and sing a song about it, and I'm like, what was that scene? <laughs> what was the point <laughs> also, of it? Also, there's
2: this weird scene. Um, I was going to say spoiler alert. We've spoiled everything. It's spo- it's spo- yeah. so don't when don't listen when, to this, yeah, so you don't no, want spoilers. When, when Chuck dies... Um, you know they're just um, waiting outside his door, and there's so, like they deliver the news that he's dead to Kevin Klein, and there's some weird fuck jokes.
0: I was I was wondering, is that the body? That's, I don't that's what know. bodies I guess, do. Yes. Like bodies do. Flush. Maybe yeah. yeah.
1: I read that I as confused. Kevin Klein is trying to be serious, but he can't stop farting, yeah. and he's bad at his job.
0: It was very unclear. Was I feel like don't include a fart in your film if it's not clear who exactly. did. Exactly. If you're going to be <laughs> so, so
1: explicit that's a about rule like of filmmaking, yeah. If you're being, if you're spelling out the angel and spelling out Meryl's relationship, <laughs> spell out who the fuck is because, farting.
2: Well, it was funny to me because it was being intercut with another like nice scene of someone singing as well. Yeah. So I was like, what, why are we intercutting between these yeah. two things? Yeah.
0: Um, I have to say, Um, another banana for me in this film is Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, she's not very strong Uh, in this. She's not very strong. I also didn't feel like her character needed to be here. No, no, no. No. It felt like a kind of a a bald-faced attempt to appeal to the younger (laughs) generation in a way that is not appealing because, like, yeah, she's not – she's kind of just, like, slightly emo.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, she's writing poems about suicide.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's her personality, yeah. Which sure, and I'm like, yes. I
0: don't have any issues with having like a young character in it, yeah. but like if you know, like, and it she seemed like she didn't fit in the world. Yeah, of else. I guess
1: she asks questions around like, yeah, wanting to know the story of the place before it moves on. But it's like, but make her a, an actual character. It
0: doesn't make it, it doesn't yeah. make sense to me that she would feel so out of place here because yeah. she's the daughter of Meryl Streep. and, I, exactly. she, and like, she's and, like, grown up her, with yeah. these people, like these. And, and I like, feel be, like, well, you know, or,
2: she, like she actually is a part of like the final moment of the actual show. Yeah. So I wish that I could have been better explored. So the payoff of her singing that final song for the final show Mm. would have been, I don't know, like sang more and been been more resonant.
1: I think it could have been interesting if she was like, she really doesn't like what her or like not interested in what her mother does. Like this is the first I first like prairie home companion that, that she come to. Yeah, yeah, but then like go harder with it of like, oh yeah, she doesn't come backstage, she yeah. doesn't see the shows. And then when she finally does sing, yeah. then it feels more earned as opposed to like, oh, she's just a kid that, you know, writes her own poems. But yeah, they could have just gone stronger with yeah. her not being interested. Yeah, did I think know.
0: there are a lot of different directions they could have taken that they would make it work, but they I didn't think really so. they make didn't a really choice.
2: They, re- they kind of just... Well, they didn't yeah. really invest yeah. in the character very much yeah. either. How about because-
1: she sung okay? Yeah, like
2: I think it was believable that she came out there and she was good enough. Like, yeah, she was yeah. fine. She was like, perfectly fine. I did, did enjoy that she lost her like words and then she was just making You're up, making the, up thing. the lyrics <laughs> to
1: Frankie and Johnny. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Um, what do we think of the uh, musical performances throughout? Generally. Not necessarily a bottle of banana to me, just a point of conversation.
0: Um, I like like the fact that there are musical. Yes, yeah, say the, the, the musical performances are very well integrated in there. Yeah, here. I would I love say that there is well. some like lesser ones, like yeah. there's some lesser mural moments in this. Um, <laughs> in terms of singing. In terms of singing. Like, there's just a couple of bits in her vocal performance where it felt, like, is just a bit off. But right. Because I, was like,
2: Cause oh, I quite enjoyed her acting performance. Oh, yeah, and, no, no, no. Her acting yeah. performance
0: is good. I'm just like, purely and, and, talking about the music, yeah. like, elements of it. Um, mm. And there were, you know, there were a couple of bits where, like, you know, we're um, just sort of, like, background singing and we're just we're right. But I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't mind that because it, it feels like there should be singing That's happening the energy in the background. Of the, the piece. And I didn't, like, I think a lot of the time I find it really, like, it feels a bit hokey to have people just like start singing in the dressing room and like join in Mm. on their old songs, but it did not feel like it was unrealistic. No, it didn't. It felt like this was a thing that they would do. These characters believably would do that. Mm. Um, so that was kind of good.
1: Yeah. It's not my favorite style of music. And across the course of the show, it, Uh, the film rather it just grew on me and i was like oh no this is great this is lovely but like in the first couple of songs i'm like oh this is that's a nice song but it's not like my (laughs) kind of thing and then yeah across the course of the thing it wins you over i
2: think what i liked about it as well is that they let the songs play out you Mm. know like just making the show feel like it's running in real time as well yeah yeah so you'd hear the music and you know whether that colored the scene that was it was being intercut with or not it made it richer you know (laughs) <laughs> which was really nice. Um, yeah, so I enjoyed it. And it also, like, the whole movie, I think, calls back to, like, one of, if not his best film, which my favorite film from him, Nashville, which is, you know, uh, country music and the best film about America that's ever been released. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I, I just, I, I liked that milieu of just having... I, I always just enjoy music and film. Like, yeah, yeah, and
0: I think it, I think it feels very believably backstagey, and I do I love yeah. a backstage piece of media. Like oh. generally, I think that's like as a subgenre yeah. <laughs> or whatever you would call it. Um, it's something that I always find really enjoyable.
1: Um, do we have any other strikes against the movie? What do we think about, um, you know, uh, manslaughter? With what? <laughs> manslaughter, with Tommy uh, Lee Jones being taken uh, away finally. by the angel. <laughs> okay, yeah. So and the, the driver. It,
0: yes, Tommy Lee Jones, the X-Man, uh, gets kind of tricked by the angel into driving on a shortcut to the airport. But he has a chauffeur, so I'm sitting there going like. Does the chauffeur
2: die? Yeah, yeah it's clear. So, like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Kevin,
1: Kevin Klein is aware that the angel, like, can take people's lives. So, yeah, like, well, right. I don't
2: know if he is. I don't is. know, but, like, he, he wanted her to do he, something. He knows
0: that she's the person that could help. Right, oh, sure. Yeah.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I guess he, he didn't really know about the, like, the death he, thing. Or, like,
0: he explained, but he doesn't understand.
2: Right. And the thing yeah. about, like, Tommy Jones's performance and the role, I guess it was also kind of... <laughs> I don't know, maybe it was just me, but I kind of towards the end when he was having that conversation with the angel, I thought he was kind of a stand-in for the devil a little bit. Like, yeah, just the, I like, definitely thought know, that as well. They're you just, know, he's just like, 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 he's the big devil, you know, kind baddie. of... The baddie. <laughs> ruining everything, and the angel kind of, you know, suggests
0: yeah.
2: Um, him in a super... Like, they. it seemed like they had a pre-existing relationship. Yeah. Mm. Um, Him and the angel. So, um, you know, I read... Yeah. That. But the thing is, yeah, is,
0: is apart from the collateral damage of poor Mr. Chauffeur, uh, is the fact that also it didn't change anything because then the show well, anyway. I, I like well, that. No,
2: I do like, I, quite I quite quite like, like that. Yeah, the, yeah. But but you I'm can't, also,
1: like, you try and kill the devil or whatever yeah. and then it's like, no, but it's still going Because to
2: it kind of upends, like, you know, like, what that means, I guess, is like, oh, it's a happy ending, the show can continue. But in the next scene, it's just like, no, life goes on and, like, even mm. when things like that happen, it'll eventually close and, you know, like... There will be a last show, mm. and, you know, time moves on.
1: <laughs> I've got another bottle, actually. Yeah, go on. Um, the angel is not called the angel. The angel oh. is called... Dangerous woman. I
2: love that's
0: the sort of model,
1: and I wish they'd kept that ambiguity. Right, exactly.
0: If instead of her being like, Oh, I'm Asphodel or whatever she's yeah, called, yeah. It, as
2: I'm, as Fidel, an, I'm an yeah. angel, but I just, just like, yeah, I'm I just, love I'm a that woman. she's credited as dangerous woman. That's good mm. I just imagine that Ariana Grande watched this movie <laughs> and she was like, Yes, that, I know exactly. That is, that is what I'm my, gonna my album title, my yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we love, okay, um, what do we, okay. I think we should talk about finally because it's Meryl Streep season what do we think about Meryl in this film do we enjoy do we not enjoy
0: I think Meryl is good I didn't feel like this was like ah this is my strongest Meryl mm. performance ever but yeah. I feel like she works really well yeah. within the ensemble she and Lily Tomlin have a great dynamic together I
2: loved her accent um, as well I thought like, her
0: accent was good I thought it wasn't too I mean obviously I'm, I'm probably not experts yeah. not being from Minnesota but it didn't feel like it was
2: too no it wasn't like obviously yeah it yeah. wasn't like Frances McDormand and William H. Macy and Fargo Ago, which worked for that film. Like, yeah. I'm not saying there were bad accents. That the,
0: were they, were they just... supposed to be... Because I heard at one point they were supposed to be from Wisconsin. Yeah. I they mean, they sang similar... a song about how they were from Minnesota, yeah. so I don't know which one they have, believe. They
2: have similar accents. Yeah. Like, that's Minnesota and Wisconsin, like, right next to each yeah. other. So, um, yeah. yeah. I, uh,
1: yeah, I was a bit dubious of the accent at the start, but, you yeah, know, it didn't prove to be an issue. I do think she kind of drops off in the second half, actually, now that I think just about it. is
0: in it less? Yeah.
1: And her yeah. arc is, like... She's pining for GK. And then does that really get resolved? I don't
0: resolved? know if
2: she's pining. I think uh, it's, it's just, just that they she's have just, unresolved yeah. business. And I think, you know, it's amplified by the
1: end of the show, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, it's just like, And you don't need to wrap up that thread. Yeah, yeah,
2: and you just have this shared history with someone. It's like... And they have a, they have a, a kiss.
1: Yeah. True. They and they publicity.
2: also might have yeah. a daughter. They're mm. <laughs> now
0: doing a lot of business. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> um, I enjoyed Meryl in this film, I yeah. think. Um, I don't know she's just like... Sells her, she doesn't have to rely on all her tics a lot in this yeah. one. Like, yeah, this isn't I, like
0: a... I mean, there are a couple of bits which... Uh, this is the thing. is If you see too many Meryl Street performances, <laughs> yeah. you're just like, oh, that's Meryl doing some accent. Well, it's just like it's,
1: you've got Meryl, Meryl us, bingo. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Meryl doing an accent. Meryl, like, you know, has, having glasses. Meryl putting her fingers in her mouth. Yeah.
1: Drink, yeah. If, drink of the yeah. Glasses are upside down <laughs> as well.
2: Meryl singing. Like. Yeah, Meryl singing. Yeah. <laughs> there are some ticks and tricks there that Meryl employs, but I think she was very nice and vulnerable and graceful and uh yeah just relying on on the sheer emotion of the character and this was a great year for her as well because this is the same year she did the devil wears prada oh, and meryl iconic. the movie star
1: was mm. born mm. Mm. so do you yeah. i was i was wondering if she sung in every role that we saw but i don't think she sings a mentoring character. i know i was gonna say yeah
2: Mm. although she could have she actually, could have I like think that one that yeah. you could have fit yeah. that in there yeah. I think, honestly, Hell, that movie could would be better as a candidate yeah.
1: As
0: well, I yeah. Think yeah. actually. yeah like a, a little, little
1: lullaby God. that like gets yeah. Leif yeah. Schreiber so to get at, into like, his she's at like place. a
0: fundraiser and she's like and I'm yes. gonna sing yes. for my son like <laughs> it's a sexy happy birthday
1: yeah. Like, yeah. that's what it happy birthday Mr. President yeah maybe that's what you know Hillary could have gotten in if she had just sung sung a little bit more so final verdicts what do we think Bag of Biff. Bag. Or oh,
2: Biff. Okay. P- Prairie Home Companion, Bag of Biff. It's a big old bag for me. I still love this film. I I feel like my appreciation for it grew even further. Like, I can see the the flaws in it, but it's very minor for me. I think thematically, execution-wise, it- and just, like, the point of this movie in this director's career and just, you know, just... How much love there was resonating from the movie really won me over. And, you know, (laughs) congratulations, 16-year-old Matt. You have great (laughs) taste. No, I love this movie. It's a bag.
1: Great. Um Yeah.
2: Oh,
0: yeah? Oh, good. It's, yeah, yeah it's also- well,
2: James is the naysayer. He should Yeah, be yeah. what's he going
1: to
0: think? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think this is also a bag for me. Like, I sort of remember liking this as a teen, but I definitely have much stronger appreciation for it on this rewatch um, with just a bit more context for it as well. Mm. Um, I definitely think there are flaws to it. Mm. It's a bit overlong. There are some, like... Yeah, like elements yeah. in terms of just the, some of the plotting, that like I'm like, oh, I would have changed this. or made it a bit more ambiguous mm-hmm. and stuff like that that we've talked about. But I think overall, it is a it is a good film, and there's a lot of really fantastic moments in it, um, and some really lovely performances, and overall, just what it is saying about yeah. like community and being a performer, and um, yeah. all of those things. I think are a really lovely things about art and community exactly
2: i think that's why i love it as well it's not an atypical it's an atypical film as well it's Mm. not like you know when you think of a great movie you think of a particular kind of pedigree behind it whereas this is kind of just like and most of altman's films really but like i think with this especially as a swan song it's just like it's just being and and living in uh, all this history
1: yeah yeah um, so that's a, a that's bag, a bag from me yeah and um,
2: so, no matter what you say James it's a bag officially I win <laughs> deeply defensive <laughs> uh,
1: yeah it's I'm I'm very much on the same wavelength this is like a quiet subtle beautiful film and if you you know it's not a, like a showy film and it's you know easy to accidentally catch yourself of like glancing through your phone because it's like you know the, the visuals aren't like grabbing you stunning mm-hmm. you um, so I think it's easy to 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 miss the um yeah how graceful and like subtle this film is um and i think that's probably probably what happened when i was 18 years old man. okay um but uh yeah i think we were talking of glow-ups in terms of pa- passage of time and i think robert altman's films like glow up over time they age like fine wine like i feel like
2: i thought you were talking about your taste but okay yeah <laughs> well, that's it.
1: Um, yeah, he's a beautiful filmmaker, and I think it's a really lovely like final film for him. Um, and so it's a bag for me too. Yeah. Awesome.
2: All right. Well, that concludes our Meryl Streep season. But before we before we finally,
0: finally finish. say goodbye, we've got a we've got a few like Meryl performances to consider. Yeah, right. we probably should have so, done this beforehand.
1: Yeah. Uh, here is our mixed bag um, lineup. So uh, the 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 rankings that you can make for, in chronological order. It's Mamma Mia, Ricky and the Flash. This isn't me ranking them, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah um, The Manchurian Candidate, She-Devil. <laughs> um, Julie and Julia with Lucas Neal. That's the title of the thing, but Julie and Julia. And The Laundromat. And then finally, A Prairie Home Companion.
2: All right, so here is our ranking mm-hmm. of the Meryl Streep performances of Off the Meryl Streep Strip. Streepson.
1: In seventh place for me is the laundromat this because she gives a great performance as as you know her, her main central lady. character, the yeah. white lady. But then she is playing a role that she should not be playing. She is wearing a fat suit. She is she is not the ethnicity of the character. <laughs> Don't play that role, Meryl. You know better than that. Yeah.
0: So it averages out to not good. <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, next for me would be. She-Devil, uh, because I think that performance is good, but she doesn't have a ton to do. The director is not supporting her mm. in that role. Um, yeah, I, I think that she is fun. She is, like, maybe the best thing about that movie, but there is not nearly enough of her. Next up, what was this one? Okay, I'm number just... Number five. Yeah, number five. I was just thinking about the film we just watched to figure out where it fits in. I would say number five for me would be... Um, Ooh, I guess Manchurian Candidate um, although I do enjoy that a lot there's not a lot of it and the one thing that was really popping for me is the scene with Liv Schreiber where she it gets real fucking incestual in Oedipus I'm like oh yeah I want more of that wish there was more of that in there next up for me is gonna be um, Ricky and the Flash a very good performance very committed um, suits her voice well uh, it's not housed in a particularly good film I wish that there was a better ricky movie for her but it's still pretty good next up for me what have i got left okay um oh this one uh, prairie home companion number three i really liked it nice and subtle um great use of like uh yeah performance um through like song like i could tell like her, her pining kind of quality really came through. Um and then the big final hits, my second place, I'm on second, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mamma Mia, star performance. In that iconic like jump uh denim overalls, like jiving, moving, she's part of the pack, like she anchors that film. And um it's amazing that the sequel was able to survive without her. But in fact it is even better um and then in first place ultimate movie star performance Julie and julia julia child is just like 100 percent like star making like performance i don't know where it sits in terms of her performance in prada but that's a different question that i don't have to answer today
2: all right wonderful well my ranking yes seventh place the laundromat brown face (laughs) sixth place Manchurian candidate, fun, solid, not as good as Angela Lansbury. Fifth place, Ricky in the Flash, good rock star, suits her well. Movie sucked. Audrey McDonald was better. Fourth place, um, what's left?
0: Perry Home Companion.
1: She, she Devil. devil. Uh, Fourth Julian place,
2: Maria. Mama Mia, good oh. movie star performance. Some of the song acting quite overdone. But fun overall. I liked her. She's a movie star. Third place. I enjoyed her performance. She Devil. I love Mero in comic mode. And um, you know, what was that film? Death Becomes Her Mode. And she's this to a T in this film. Not a great film. Good Mero performance. Number two, A Prairie Home Companion. All of the singing, acting that I wanted from Mamma Mia. Especially The Winner Takes It All. Not as good in that. But great in... A Prairie Home Companion. She was emoting the song. She was living. She was pining. But she is not number one. Julia Child, bitch. <laughs> Best Meryl Streep performance. She's a movie star. She is an actress. Transformative. She is radiating with joie de vivre and je ne sais quoi. She is the <laughs> Meryl Streep. And this is why she is venerated as the acting goddess of our time. I have been a long Meryl Streep dadder. I know that, and I still am harsh on her, but you know she's turned me around and made me a convert to the Church of Julia. Over to you, Cass.
0: Like, don't remember what they are. <laughs> um, so I don't have like strong feelings about most of them, other than obviously the Laundromat's the worst one.
1: <laughs> uh, extremely
0: bad, uh, <laughs> bad performances, and it would have uh,
1: elevated. Itself way higher if she just not played a yeah. role.
0: Um. I think my next one after that, honestly, might be Ricky and the Flash. Mm. Like I just don't remember mm. her performance that well. Yeah she, yeah. she
1: played Ricky. I
0: know, but no, like, yeah. yeah I just she wasn't that good.
1: Audra. No. <laughs> oh yeah, she did. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. Um. So that's hold on that's seven, six, five. Probably five Manchurian candidate. Um, Like I think again that scene. Mm. There's like some scenes that are really good in there. uh, But yeah, and the bit where she held her glasses in a weird way to look at document, also very strong iconic Iconic. moment. um, But didn't you know? I think she's maybe
2: like the third or fourth best thing about that movie, right? Like not really what you see it.
0: Yeah, and then I'd probably put um, probably put Perry Home Companion after that. Um, which again I just I thought was good but I just didn't have like a I think because there's a, such a big ensemble mm. I wasn't as blown away by her as I was by other actors yeah. around
2: her and I, think I she, love yeah I love the humility of her taking on a smaller role <laughs> of them.
0: yeah um, after that I would put she Devil and which is the opposite where mm. everything else is bad but mm. she is able to stand out because she's like the only good thing me, Absolutely. I hated that film so much and she was the only good thing about it yeah. um, after that I think we're on to last two um oh. which is a very clear mamma mia second and then a gigantic league and then julia child and Julia and julia oh which God. is the greatest, greatest i love
2: julie and julia. <laughs> well not julie but you know we, i love julia <laughs> yes. we love julia yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because meryl streep's debut was in a film called julia oh yeah okay. where she starred opposite that. vanessa redgrave and Jane Fonda, oh. what a trio!
1: So yeah, it's been really enjoyable looking through some Meryl films. I feel yeah. like I know her quite, you know. We've yeah. we've become friends with her. Yeah, you know, we, on I've we've we're all experts. We've grown Meryl accustomed
2: now. to her fingers in her mouth. Yeah. yeah. So
1: when she pops up in the future, it'll be like seeing an old friend. Yeah. Yeah. I can't sure wait, see wait to
2: see her in the prom. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> uh, oh. Anyways, where can we find Mixed Bag?
1: Mixed Bag is out there. It is in the world on social media. It is on Mixbag Bag Pod, Mixed Bag Podcast um on instagram and twitter and on facebook um or you can send an email at mixbagcontact at gmail.com we love to hear from you from our fans now that we're finishing up this season what do you want to hear what's out there we've got a couple of stuff up on we're probably up our gonna sleeves. have a bit of a
0: free-form moment before we get back into seasons again Ooh. yeah uh,
1: what's but we, gonna you know? happen next yeah you
2: just have to listen yeah. there's
1: there's so many mix bags out there and um you steering us being a um an arrow helps us if you also want to help us you could leave a review on apple podcasts uh and five uh, stars only five stars please and let us know what you like what you don't like or just what you like um and yeah all right
0: all right bye everybody thank you for listening and,
1: and goodbye meryl bye meryl. meryl yeah what's the what are the what's one of those sad death songs that she sings with lily
2: mama mia <laughs> here we go again bye bye you like those flicks come get your fix in a podcast called mixed Bag.